0: This is Mindset for Success, a We Global Studios podcast hosted by Dr. Leslie Knudsen. We explore the familiar, but not often talked about, deep rooted emotional experiences that successful females have when setting up their businesses, and we learn how they overcame them. I'm very excited to have my next guest, Stephanie Lee. Welcome, Stephanie.
1: Hi, I'm so excited to be here and talking about all these unconscious things about being a founder.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Let's start by giving a colorful description of of Stephanie and her um, exciting and interesting path to become a founder. With a lifelong passion for learning and being challenged, Stephanie has more worth than a decade's worth of experience across very different industries, from politics and government to beauty and consumer goods. Self made is a culmination of Stephanie's lived experiences and spurred from healing from her own mental health crisis. She began her journey as a field organizer on the Obama presidential campaign and then joined the 2009 presidential inaugural committee. From working within the administration, serving under the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, she was quickly tapped to work at the White House on the staff of the First Lady Michelle Obama. There, Stephanie projected project manager first ever New York Times best-selling book, American Grown, and managed conceptualizing, planning, and executing Mrs. Obama's international and domestic messaging events, resonating with the American people. In 2014, Stephanie moved to New York and transitioned in the prestige beauty industry as a product developer at the global brand MAC Cosmetics. Simultaneously reckoning with depression and anxiety, Stephanie left the corporate world to travel the globe solo and hear from women as well as non-binary folks about their experiences, about their self-worth and emotional well-being, and that's when SelfMade was born. Very exciting. Can you share with me a little bit about your upbringing, um, your experience, your colorful experience of coming to self-made, beginning self-made?
1: Yeah, well, obviously, if you're listening, you can't see what I look like, but I'm definitely a woman of color. Um, My family is from Vietnam, so they're immigrants, and it's interesting to be talking about that today when we, you know, currently, as a global society, um, have refugees. Um, you know, coming into the country. And that was definitely my parents over 40 years ago. They were both mm-hmm. people, they were in refugee camps. And so a lot of my experiences come from their internalized struggle, you know, from surviving a war, being 18 and 15 years old, you know, coming over to the U.S. by themselves. And so, you know, that's where that immigrant hardworking uh, mentality comes from, especially for me and self-made You know, when people ask, like, oh, you know, how has is self-made come to be? It started when my parents came to the U.S., you know, and really defining what a self-made person is, not by, you know, how many dollars they have in the bank or how much of a billionaire they are. But what does it really, truly take to become a self-made person? And a lot of that is your emotional, mental person. How are you? You know, inside and outside—that's mm-hmm. um, what self-made is. It's really de- redefining that the making of yourself is on your own terms and about your own feeling of self-worth, rather than what other people think of you or what mile marker of accomplishment that you have checked.
0: How did you become comfortable with mental health? It was not comfortable. Yeah, it was not comfortable.
1: You know, mental health and well-being is so popular nowadays, it's, it's trendy. And, you know, you're obviously (laughs) have been in with the mental health um, world for far longer and have experienced that. But it was, especially for a woman of color, we didn't speak about mental and health in one, you know, phrase. It was something that even when I was experiencing it in 2015, a mental health um, crisis was not popular to talk about. People did not talk about it, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. It was very much while I lived in a city and had great health insurance and could go get mental health services from a therapist because people are more open about it in cities. I grew up in the South. People did not talk Mm -hmm. about it, Mm -hmm. especially Mm in communities of color. So it was really difficult in the sense that I was forced into it by just feeling so much pain Mm
0: -hmm. that I didn't
1: know what else to do. So I was like, I guess I'll Mm -hmm. do this. The Mm -hmm. acts of disclosing. It, your parts about yourself to a complete stranger and trying to build that therapeutic relationship and being vulnerable was actually quite painful, but for every painful thing, there was also an enlightening piece of information about myself that I found out that ultimately these little moments really added up to a feeling of self-empowerment because I knew my, myself much more deeply.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you struggle ever with feeling like you fit in?
1: My whole entire life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And And how do you feel about fitting in now? Well, it's interesting because
1: I think, as myself growing up in the South, it's very much white and black. And as an Asian person, I felt in limbo all the time, especially as a first generation person, too, Mm -hmm. where I don't necessarily have the deepest cultural roots to my Asian or Vietnamese. I don't even speak the language, you know, okay. so, mm-hmm. um, I enjoy the food, don't speak the language, but, uh, mm-hmm. not even having those ties. I think the identity piece has always been very difficult for me. Where do I belong? How do I belong? And so a lot of subconscious behaviors and attitudes came from not knowing that that's the only thing I ever wanted was to belong mm-hmm. Even to my own family. All I wanted to, to do is belong. So, Whereas before, without knowing myself and feeling self-empowered and understanding I have choice in every part of my life, it came out in unhealthy ways. Mm -hmm. Whereas now through this journey, which is always a work in progress, never a static Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm place, I have more self-awareness in those micro steps and baby steps to ensure that my feeling of belonging comes from a genuine place driven out of my own self-worth and a deeper connection with folks. creating Mm -hmm. intimacy, rather than oh she's cool she's smart or she fits Mm -hmm. in i -hmm. like her whatever it's about what do i want to show up in this world as and connect with people with
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what do you think is your super hot power and what does it do to help you as a founder is it your acceptance and working through in mental health i think
1: so again i think We go through life with, you know, whether it's the phone in our hand or looking at screens, watching Netflix or meeting up with our friends over brunch, go through life with pieces being taken away from ourselves, people asking of ourselves. And the whole practice, at least in my own journey within mental health, is how do I come back to myself, who I am? And so I think, yes, that mental health piece is the superpower, but I think it's the curiosity behind the mental Mm -hmm. health piece Mm -hmm. um, that Mm -hmm. drives it. And also one thing I want to say is that while I have generalized anxiety and, you know, chronic depression, those things also are my superpower. So, you know, with the business, I'm able to drive it far and faster because my anxiety is that superpower making me look at five things at one time, you know? So while it is Mm -hmm. a curse, it is that blessing, that general, you know, anxiety makes me move Forward, Whereas the depression makes me look back. I reflect. Right. That. Right. And so right. those are also very critical skills that I'm deploying at the same mm-hmm. time. So mm-hmm. the perspective mm-hmm. shift for me that helped me, you know, make it a superpower.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. The early days of self-made, there were some tough ones, especially as a personal, co- I mean, I'm assuming. Still to this day. <laughs> right. You didn't graduate yet out of that. However, the first some of the first days were tough. Yes. Share a little bit with me about on those tough days, what can you do to help yourself get over them? early days, and I think this
1: is true for a lot, if not all founders, what you're working on feels so personal. Mm-hmm. And because of its personal nature, the idea of sharing it with other people and growing around it has put me and I'm sure other folks in vulnerable situations. Mm-hmm. And each of those vulnerable situations has been completely new because this is the first time I'm ever doing it. And so that creates environments where, you know, I'm questioning my self-worth, I have self-doubt. I have to tap into my, my own resilience and wake up every day as a new day rather than there's no one above me saying, great job, Stephanie. You did a great job on that email or like, mm-hmm, a presentation, mm-hmm. you know, and so the early days, that vulnerability piece felt incredibly uncomfortable to me, whether it meant pitching someone that I have never, ever, ever, ever met. And I'm an introvert. So therefore it takes a large amount of energy to even do nice. that. Hearing people's feedback also was really difficult because you know you have a grand vision and maybe their feedback isn't the nicest thing that you didn't mm-hmm. want to hear, mm-hmm. and so those pieces uh, were difficult and also feeling very alone. You know, you mm-hmm. have, I alone had this idea. How do I make this come about? Do I have to learn all of these things to do it? Mm-hmm. And again, questioning self worth. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the biggest antidote to that was you know leaning into that vulnerability first with people I felt safe. With, you mm-hmm. can say like, yes, Stephanie. Like, I believe in you. And mm-hmm. then, like, the outer ring of people, maybe I don't feel as safe with or know as much. Mm-hmm. But
0: mm-hmm. I can
1: say this idea, and then slowly gaining that confidence, but simultaneously building a community around this idea and community around myself um, that could actually help me realize what this is, um, and that could be from you know that like cheerleader mode to the like social media, I know nothing about it. So I'm gonna pick the best person to do it because I'm Mm -hmm. not, so functionality too. So I'd say community and leaning into vulnerability.
0: And is self-made in fact, for you, a community that you lean into?
1: Absolutely. I mean, this brand and this team was built during the pandemic, which for a lot of people is the loneliest time we've ever had. Like we had to slow down, we had to isolate. And uh, building this during the pandemic was a save for me and my mental health to be able to connect with people on things that felt deeper because on a day-to-day basis, we're feeling uncertainty, anxiety, we're facing mm-hmm. mortality because obviously mm-hmm. of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so by being able to build something that has impact directly in a place and a void that exists during mm-hmm. the pandemic mm-hmm. was the first footprints of our community. And it's been incredible to have you know, folks show up to the table who are so vulnerable and transparent because mm-hmm. something like this is needed. Mm-hmm. Um, have these areas and safe places for discourse around our emotional well-being and how it affects us and how we show up in the world.
0: And talk to me where belonging fits into that, if you think it fits into that.
1: Yeah, actually, it's one of our um, values <laughs> that we set out. Um, and it's really about the ability to Come together around some of these pieces of mental health that we're all facing together, Mm -hmm. separately together, Mm -hmm. also holding up the mirror for each other I think Mm -hmm. is really important, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, not always being like the yes person but like taking a critical look Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. because mental health and working your mental health is not a solo journey whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It is really that call to humanity, how do we Mm -hmm. collectively work on our mental health because you know, working in a relationship with you only helps me become a better human person, mm-hmm, founder, mm-hmm. all of the above. And so really being able to rally around community and our relationships and security to each other has helped me almost sometimes accelerate my mental health work, mm-hmm, of working mm-hmm. out those kinks with folks up holding up the mirror.
0: Right, right, right. Tell me a little bit about what makes it difficult to rise to a challenge or what makes it exciting to rise to that challenge? Or does it depend on the day? <laughs> well, honestly, I think they're one and the
1: same. You know, okay. as a first-time founder, everything I'm doing is new and difficult.
0: Right, right. Fair <laughs> enough, fair
1: and, enough. And also challenging and exciting. And I think it's the mindset of seeing it as a challenge right. and a problem to solve versus solely a difficult thing to do has been really critical for me to be able to even look and be able to achieve anything. So what helps me kind of rise to that, those difficulties is, or the difficulty of it can be to these challenges is my own voice in my head. Mm -hmm. A lot of the mental health work and journey I've been doing is to recognize where does that internalized voice come from? Mm -hmm. And it comes from that young me back in the day who had to protect myself Mm -hmm. uh, from failure, from rejection, from not being, uh, from not belonging. And that same small child is still trying to protect me from those same exact things today, whether it's rejection Mm -hmm. from, you know, someone who is a potential investor or um, a retailer or whatever it might be. That little voice in my head is like, wait, 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 have you checked all your bases? What if this Mm -hmm. happens? What if that happens? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. actually the work I'm doing in therapy with, know with my therapist now is showing gratitude for that younger person um Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. protecting me and saying like oh wait adult Stephanie is here she has a ton Mm -hmm. of experience that actually like helps with this moment and she she can take care of this um Mm -hmm. that's the work Mm -hmm. I'm doing is is deciding whose voice is it and what is the reality today so that I can overcome those
0: challenges. You talk about 2015 being a time that was difficult and kind of forced the issue to take care of yourself mental health wise. Was self-made a reality after you were able to do that, or could you have done it before 2015?
1: There is no way I could have done that (laughs) without speaking to a therapist and doing that self-reflection. I realized, you know, self-made is a culmination of the fact that even entering the journey of mental health is hard. Yeah. There are cultural, financial, even self limitations that get in the way that there's no way to be able to have done this without overcoming that for myself specifically. And so self-made comes from going through that therapeutic journey and recognizing, oh my gosh, there's so many gaps to getting there. You know, Mm -hmm. what is Mm -hmm. a secure attachment? I didn't realize that's Mm -hmm. something I'm actually, that's what I should be working on. Mm-hmm. Um, all of my relationships, especially with myself. I didn't even know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or that resilience is really about how we bounce back and cope. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was just something I had to do. I had to just be strong, but not realizing, mm-hmm. oh, that's the societal definition. To mm-hmm. even with intimacy, realizing, oh, there's more than one type of intimacy. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And there's not mm-hmm. physical intimacy, which we see in, you know, advertisements right. or movies. Right. There's a deeper layer of emotional intimacy. And that requires vulnerability and sharing about yourself to even Mm -hmm. get relationships. Mm -hmm. There's all these steps missing that, you know, TV, Hollywood Mm -hmm. movies
0: make it seem
1: like, oh, you'll just naturally fall into it. It's not true. What are these emotional skills that we need to build that we don't learn in school, that if you're lucky, your parents are able to impart on you. But if you have you know, from communities of color, generational trauma, all of those things, there are more obstacles to doing that. So self-made is really about zeroing in on what are those obstacles? Can we be that Mm -hmm. bridge and be that Mm -hmm. safe to have discourse around these really important emotional skills that really just make us human?
0: Right. What gave you the courage to do that? Do you think? Your parents' intergenerational trauma, not fitting in,
1: the courage to start a business or a courage to do the,
0: journey. the hard work, the hard work of mental health to start the business. Well, I think it,
1: there are a few things, right? One is like, I was just so miserable. I finally took off the rose colored glasses. Okay, Fair so enough. When, you're, when you're that miserable or to me, when I was that miserable, I was like, I cannot live every day like this anymore. I didn't realize that I was so miserable. So I think that was one catalyst. The other catalyst was that I was finally kind of seeing The impact of not working on my mental health, on my relationships with other people, Mm -hmm. with my family, my relationship to myself. And I think also realizing like I can choose other. I didn't know that other was an option Mm -hmm. for the longest time. So Mm -hmm. I think those were the pieces. And it was pretty incredible to have my family rally around. You know, these are folks that are definitely didn't understand therapy, definitely didn't understand mental health that came to therapy with me. That mm. recognize mm. that, and I had to ask them very, very vulnerably. Mom, instead of yelling at me all the time or like right. me what right. I shouldn't right. should do, I actually need your help to go to therapy and work on myself because I need to understand. And so it was incredibly nerve wracking to have my mom come into therapy because who knows what that Pandora's box would be. Right. But at the same time. I got to understand my mother as a human being, not just as mom on my back, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. telling me, you know, what I should be doing with my life. And so I think those are like those incremental pieces that came mm-hmm, together. So mm-hmm. never one big event, incremental things kind of push me along in this journey and just listening and keeping my eyes open um, helped
0: me get here. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, we're towards the end of our podcast. One last question, which... I think you, I can probably answer but I'll let you answer for us. Very um, very therapist like <laughs> of you. <laughs> Does your did your upbringing help or hinder your mindset for success and being able to start self-made both
1: help in the sense of like
0: the idea of
1: working hard and working towards something is very much Integral to who my parents are and where I've come from. Hard in the sense that because of being a person of color and always, you know, and as a woman who we we are constantly told we need to accomplish to prove ourselves, mm-hmm. there's always a question of can I do this that is hinders mm-hmm. me. But by being able to at least acknowledge that exists. I take mm-hmm. a moment, I will recognize mm-hmm. that voice, I recognize mm-hmm. that are going for me, pause, and I get over that obstacle. So I think both of those things work in tandem for mm-hmm. the of success. It's just paying attention to where they come from.
0: Mm-hmm. How is it being a leader? It's the best
1: job I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's also mm-hmm. the hardest job I've ever mm-hmm. had in my life. People are the hardest, but most fulfilling part of this.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, the reason is because being a leader allows you to make an impact. Mm-hmm. I think that's
1: something I've always wanted to do, and is a, is thematically um, within my career and who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in this particular part of my life with this business. I am making an impact in the way that I know I only can in the mm-hmm. way that I can. And that is powerful.
0: Right. Absolutely. So great. Thank you so much for being here today. You are wonderful. I'm going to ask you to tell me how guests can learn more about you.
1: Great question. You can find us at be, dot selfmade.co.com. Also the same Instagram handle at be um, we're here. We're always listening. We always want to chat. So reach out.
0: This podcast is brought to you by We Global Studios, the first startup innovation studio and digital DIY startup platform for women entrepreneurs around the world. For more information on our guests, this podcast, and many other female founder programs, please visit weglobalstudios.com. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Knutson. Please drop me a line at Mindset for Success at WeGlobalStudios.com. See you next week.